Hey, this is Scotty from the Giffa Group, and today I just want to talk a little bit about the market and what we're seeing. And will the question that everyone's asking is when will home prices drop? So let's go check out the data. All right, so on my screen, you'll see a little article um, that I've talked about will home prices drop. And today I just want to start off with about actually looking at the latest market update that we got. So these are March numbers that just closed this last month. We are sitting in April now. So here's the latest data from HAR, uh, Houston Association of Realtors, which I'm a part of. All right, so let's look at the actual data from last month to see, you know, this is looking at March, we're comparing March 2022 to March 2023. And if you look at the actual home sales, we're down about 20%. We had about 12,000 home sell back last March to about 9,500 homes sold in this last uh, just closing March. So, and you can see that the total volume of actual sales is actually down too because of that appreciate, you know, that we're seeing that go down there. So, uh, and you see the actual number of listings is up 69%. So we've had this, you know, increase in inventory, you know, good news is that homes are still, the home pending sales are still about the same. So we had about a pending about 9,500 back in March 2022, and there were about 9,000 pending home sales in March of 2023. So, and if you look at the actual average price, 409 last year, 408. So what is this data telling us, right? The data is telling us is that we've seen a transactional crash and as far as home sales. And I've been saying this for a while that you should be expecting this transactional crash in the actual number of home sales, but the prices themselves aren't really dropping. So if you see like, we're only down about a thousand bucks average price. So, you know, People, and why is that the case? So people that are in their homes aren't forced to go anywhere, right? They got the low they got the low mortgage, right? Or they got no mortgage. They're not moving up. So the move up buyers are dead, right? We got first time home buyers still want to move in. So, well, if someone's selling their home, they're competing with other first time home buyers. So they're really only we're seeing probably a big drop in that of the upper range of homes. The up, you know, million dollar plus home sales are down about 20%. The volume's down, you know, and you know, above 500,000 is down too a little bit. So really the bread and butter is the low th threes right now is where we're seeing most of the sales. Um, let me see if I, the number of closings in 2021, which is a really hot market, is 37,000 sales in, the, in 2022. By the end of the year, you can see that really, really dropped off because the beginning of, the, beginning of 2022 was really a hot and heavy still too because we still had interest rates in the low threes and then as rates started to climb, we see that the unit number of units actually dropped actually dropped off, right? And so we actually ended down about 35% in the number of volume year over year, the, the closing. Um, so, and that trend is kind of continues. So we're seeing, you know, from the mid, you know, midpoint of 2022 to the last year, we're kind of going to see that same number of transactions, I believe, going forward. Um, so you can see another thing that's interesting, looking at the days on the market. So going back a year, we were about 38 days in the market, you know, and now we're up to 62. So you can see that, you know, it's kind of gotten to more of a normal market because days, if you compare about a five-year average, we're about at 59 days before 2022. So you see 2021 and 2022 were really, or at least the first half of 2022, it was really an unsustainable market. Prices were going up 20, 30% a year. It was just, that's not a sustainable market. You can't keep doing that, right? So we're getting back to the more of the averages 
you know, but what is the averages as far as, you know, what is the looking forward? Let's look into the data now to see looking forward. If you're finding this video helpful, like, and subscribe today. Okay. So now on the screen here, I got some economic facts that I want to talk to you about. So, you know, the Texas leading indicator index says that, Hey, we're still up year over, you know, the last three months of growth of positive consumer confidence is, is up, you know, to 104 a little bit from February. So, uh, we're seeing CPIs about 6.4 from, uh, January. So it's kind of still slowing down a little bit as far as like the actual, uh, inflation we're seeing. Good news is jobs in January, eight, 4,800 new jobs in the Texas economy. Right. Um, so in Houston, you know, we got the port, um, we, we got major airlines, we got nursing. I mean, we have a very, we have the oil companies still too. So like we have a very broad and diverse economy here with, you know, there's not going to be this drop off of just, you know, the economy is dropping in Houston. So we're not just a one trick pony anymore, like in the eighties. Um, one thing I wanted to, I talked a little bit about right here. We'll look at some of the interesting facts about the mortgages themselves and why we're seeing that destruction of homeowners. Uh, the move up market is kind of dead. Uh, if you look at the, you know, the black, black Knight estimates here, you know, 13 million homeowners have rates below three. You think they want to get rid of that 3% to go buy a 6% more at a 6% not happening. Right. You know, you got another, uh, you know, you got another 20 million that are included in the three to 4% range. Right. So, and then you got another 37% of the market that doesn't even have a mortgage at all. Right. So they don't even have a mortgage, let alone they're going to want to go buy a home at six and a, you know, six and a half percent or whatever they're looking at right now. So, um, the move up market's kind of dead right now. So it's really going to be people that are moving into this place. And I think that's where the importance of is Texas is Houston going to keep seeing that strong market, you know, wanting people to move here because that's really going to be the people that are going to have to buy. Those are the people that are, you know, it doesn't matter what the interest rates are. If you want to buy a home and you don't have the cash, well, then you're gonna have to be getting a mortgage and you can't control what those rates are. So you're going to be buying at whatever it is. So if you moved here in the last couple of years, you locked in the low interest rate, great job. Good for you. But not everyone's going to be in that situation. If they're moving from, you know, moving from California, we have a buyer, buyers move from California, Colorado, moving into the lower 40, you know, the coastal States, they have to buy with a mortgage unless they have the cash from the equity of their home. And they might have a big chunk of cash, but maybe they don't have enough to actually, you know, I've had a lot of California people talking about, Hey, you know, I'm going to move from California. I'm going to sell my million dollar home. But you know, now they see that the average home price is, you know, that they want, they want this big home, you know, it's five, $600,000. So, um, are they, you know, still going to make that move? So as far as the labor and statistics, like this is really interesting. Nine out of every hundred workers are employed in Texas. So, Almost 10% of the workers in the entire United States work and live in Houston, like not in Houston, but live and work in Texas, right? Four biggest markets, Dallas, Houston, Austin, and San Antonio. So, I mean, think about that people workforce wanting to come here and how many people are already working here. So uh, I think the number of households is an important number to look at too. You know, we had 9.8 million households in Texas back in 2019, right? And, you know, if we look at the number, you know, about 61% of those are owner occupied, 
And then if pe that trend the continues, councils right here, the Houston Galveston market is projected to have, uh, you know, over the next 10 years, they were projecting to have about 800,000 new households added to um, the market. And assuming about six, that same 61% of those wanted to be about homeowners versus renters, which is the, you know, national statistics average about, that's over 500,000 new homeowners, you know, coming to Houston that are wanting to own a home. So all those people won't be able to get in at 0% mortgages. Some of them will have the cash, right? But some of them will have to be buying new mortgages. So um, all that to say, I don't think we're going to see a drop off in, you know, the actual decreases in homes because we've already seen that hit right now. The mortgage rates have already been what they are. They're about a year now that, you know, we're seeing those new higher rates. So people are going to become start accustomed to it and realize, hey, if I want to buy a home, we're going to be in the sixes, right? Unless I can buy down enough points to get it down into the five. So just that realization that you can't control everything. And if you want to get in a home, you're going to be, most people are looking at the payment anyways. So what can they do to become a homeowner? Let's look a little further to 2050. The number of households is forecast to be from, you know, it was the, you know, we're about 9 million right now to about 17 million, right? So that's, you know, 10 million new homeowners coming in by 2050, right? So I think we're going to keep seeing that homeowner growth across the country. More people want to be homeowners. Um, when you look at across the, you know, 61% is, is about the average homeownership. I think we'd hit a little bit higher back in the, you know, when we had some uh, less stringent mortgage things it went up to almost 69% nationally. And I think that's, you know, pushing it to say that that many people will be able to qualify for a mortgage. But as the number of people increases and that percentage just stays about the same, that means we're going to have those new homeowners, right? So people are looking to be homeowners. Um, I have a whole article about why, you know, homeowners have a higher net worth than renters. It's worth, worth a check out. I'll link that to that below as well. Um, you know, and if you're, if you're thinking, if you're a renter out there right now and you're thinking, Hey, is it just too expensive for me to own? Just remember that you are paying a hundred percent mortgage essentially right now because you're getting zero return on that renter. You're making someone else wealthy by being a renter They're, You know, you're paying the taxes, insurance mortgage for that person. And they're collecting the little dime on top of that, you know? And so it's like, do you want to be making yourself wealthy or do you want to be making your landlord wealthy? And that's whether you're in apartments or whether you're you're in a rental home. The same thing is happening. You yourself are paying someone else's bills, right? And if I could have 100 renters and my and, and 100, you know, rental properties and I didn't have to pull my hair out to do that and I had the cash to do that, I totally would. I would totally have 100 properties because I would have 100 people paying for those properties for myself. And I'd be getting wealthy off that. So I don't have that money. But if you want to give me that money, I'll do that. Um, but I think it's important to note that it's just the U.S. is set up for, you know, the government set up to say, hey, we want to, we want people to own homes. It's good for the economy. It's good, you know, homeowner goes out, goes to Home Depot, spends stuff. You know, they get a roofer come out. The government wants people to have own home ownership, right? It is the system is rigged to have benefits, tax breaks for home ownerships, and it's just a, it's just the reality of the way it is. So 
if you're thinking about being a homeowner yourself, um, I'm a mortgage loan officer. I can help you with that. You can, I'll put a link down below if you want to apply for a mortgage. More than help, happy to have that conversation with you. We have some great resources on our website, thegiffordgroup.net. We have a mortgage calculator. It shows you, hey, how much of my payment would be and how much I need to make to be able to afford that. So before you even give us a call, you can go and go on the, check out that calculator and go, hey, I need to make about $70,000 a year to be able to afford this mortgage based on the taxes, insurance, you know, and mortgage. So our goal is to help people stay in homes and to, you know, get into the new homes if they're not already in one because we do believe in home ownership uh, here at the Gifford Group. So I just wanted to, you know, hopefully give you some information that you could go back so you're not just, hey, I'm waiting for this sky to fall and I'm waiting for these prices to drop before I go and make a move because I hate to tell you that's not gonna happen. Prices aren't dropping. You know, people that are in there locked in their homes right now, either they got no mortgage, or they got a really low mortgage, and that's 75% of the market has really low rate or, or you know, don't have a mortgage at all. So, you know, the, the percentage of people that have a high mortgage right now not a lot of them out there. But unfortunately, if you're gonna be buying right now, you might be one of those new people that's gonna have a high mortgage rate. And just know you missed out on that, but that's okay because, you know, um, when I first bought my home, you know, my, rate, my rates were around 6% too. So just because the rates are higher now, doesn't mean that I, did, I regretted buying a home then, right? Being in a home provided me, my family, stability. I could do what I want with it. I, my home appreciated. I got some tax breaks. And when I went to go sell, I actually made a little money that I used and rolled over to the next home, right? So the home ownership process today, it's not a short-term thing. I think we live in a society where everybody wants that quick fix and with the easy button. They want to be able to download the app and then have Uber, some Uber driver, somebody else deliver the food for them. You know, it's hard. You have to save money. You got to be, have good credit. You got to put a down payment. You got to home shop. You got to, you know, get qualified for the mortgage first. There's a lot of steps to being a homeowner. That's why some people just never want to even want to enter the game or don't want, oh, I just, I'm just going to listen to the pundits and they say it's a bad time to buy. Um, I mean, there's a lot of confidence out there of people that just don't get it, right? They, so let's, let's, they're, they're like, hey, it's a bad time to buy. Let's look at this, you know, um, only 20% of people out there said it's a good time to buy right now. The other 80% of the people said, no, it's not a good time to buy. Do you want to be competing with the other percent of the 80% of the people that said it's a good, great time to buy? Um, I was buying back in COVID when everyone else was like, I'm not buying a home. It's too dangerous, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that was the best time to buy when everyone else is sitting on the sidelines. You're not competing with everybody. You're not competing with everybody right now. There's very few homeowners out there right now that are looking, that are serious, that are prepared to move forward. And if you put an offer in, you're likely going to get it accepted, right? If you put a serious offer in, and they'll, maybe they'll come down on the price. You don't know, you know, work with an agent that's qualified that knows the market, knows the neighborhood, knows what they're looking at, but like be different than everyone else. Don't be what everyone else is doing. If you're following the herd, you're probably doing the wrong thing because by the time 80% of the people are doing that, it's probably overheated again, right? So be different. Don't do what everyone else is, you know, what they're saying. Like you want to be, you know, oh, look, it's going up. It's going to go up forever. Does it ever go up forever? No. Did the, the home prices keep going up forever? No, they stopped. They come back down a little bit. Year over year, they're flat, right? So I think it's a great time to be looking at the market, take advantage of those buyers that have been sitting on there 100 plus days, right? Hey, they need to sell. They're looking to sell their homes still in the market. There's, there's a reason why they're probably looking to sell. So 
look for those pressure points, figure out what their needs are as far as a seller, try to, you know, accommodate those and get you into a home at a good price that you can afford. So uh, that kind of wraps it up for today. I just want to give you an overall of what I was feeling for the market, look at some data. Hopefully I can put this video together and provide you a, you know, a good resource to you know, share with your partner. If they're, they're, they're not in that same mentality or maybe you needed that reinsurance yourself to needed somebody out there to say, hey, it is a good time to buy because I still think it is a great time to be buying right now when no one else is. And if you're not a homeowner, you're, you're never going to be a homeowner by just sitting on the sidelines. So you got to take action today, get pre-qualified, go out there, start shopping with an agent, and you actually might find something that you can afford. And it might not be more expensive than the rent you're going to be paying next month. So with all that said, um, thanks for uh, you know tuning in. And hope